Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I'm so happy that you're here today with me. I want to invite you to take your Bibles. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 6. And today we're going to begin in verse 10. And I want to talk about multiplication, God's plan for you in this area. And so let's jump into this today with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. So, Father, as we're jumping into your word right now, let your Holy Spirit illuminate the scriptures to the eyes of our heart so that we can know how to pace ourselves, know how to keep in step in sync with you, your timing, your Holy Spirit, and all that you're doing in our lives. Now, Father, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray, and around the world we all agree and say, Amen. Now, Hebrews chapter 6, we're starting in verse 10. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Praise God. My friends, you see those in Scripture who had very special promises of God given to them. And also in our own lives, we have promises. We have an inheritance that Christ purchased for us at Calvary. And he signed that covenant with his own blood. And so we have things that are promised to us. And they are going to come to pass. Praise the Lord. But it's like an airplane. You need two wings, one on each side. And those two wings, my friends, are faith and patience. I think there's something about faith because it is so powerful that we give a lot of attention to that subject, and we need to. But we're not going to arrive at our destination without the exercising of our faith and also of our patience as well. Patience is not very exciting in the sense where, you know, you think about the subject of patience uh, as being something that would be spectacular or powerful, but it is a required ingredient in our spiritual journey. You know, the thing about your faith, as you've been studying that with me, is that your faith in God's word will produce. Your faith is going to bring forth wonderful things. So my friends, it's not a matter of if God is going to do it. It's only a matter of when. Let me say that again. It's not a matter of if is this thing going to come to pass. It's only a matter of when. And that's the way that you need to look at the promises that God has given to you. Praise the Lord. Now, some blessings that are small. You can, you can grab those with your faith. It's not like you have to stand in faith for two or three years. Some things that are small maybe can be accomplished within just a couple of days, maybe a couple of months. 
but other things that are very special promises that are larger on the scale of faith, it's also going to take you locking in with a perseverance and a patience that says, you know what? I'm just in this for the long haul. Praise God. I think we see a good example of an attitude that we should walk in in the gospel of Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Jesus said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, of course, to young Christians that are not familiar with the ways of God, they think, well, when I receive it, then I'll thank God for it. But we know that faith pleases God. So we receive it by faith and we thank God before we ever see it. So that we believe that we receive the things we've asked for and we will have them. My friends, you have to lock in with your faith, but you also have to lock in with your patience and you have to forget the clock. God, he created time. He created the world system and he created time, but he lives and operates outside of time. Now he knows that we have human limits. He knows about our lifespan. He knows about the span of the day and hours and, uh, and, and you know, seasons of our life and decades and things like that. But as far as a human perspective goes and from the way we view things, we, while we are aware of time, we need to realize we can't rush God and that we need to enjoy the journey and we need to have faith and we need to have patience and we need to believe that when we ask, we believe that we receive it and we have it right then. And then you just lock in and you just praise God every day for it. You thank God every day for it. And you don't you don't whine or complain or grumble and say, God, how much longer? God, what's taking so long? No, if you believed truly that you have received it, you believe you've got it. And so from that perspective, you're just thanking the Lord. And really, when you lock in and follow the imitation and the example of other saints that we see in the Bible, then you just have an attitude where, Lord, if I have to do this for the rest of my life, I will. If I have to walk back and forth in my bedroom, praising you and thanking you for this for the rest of my life, Father, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to continue to pray and and thank you and praise you for it. I'm just happy to do it. If I needed to do it for the next five years, 10 years, or 20 years, it doesn't matter. I'm fully locked in. And you have to be like that because it it takes both wings of the plane to get into your promised land and receive what God has promised to you. And those two wings are faith and patience. Woo! Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Praise God. So to imitate is to follow, to copy that example. And God gives us probably one of the best examples in the Bible of someone we are to imitate. In other words, we're instructed to imitate. And then the example of Abraham is given directly after that statement. So God gives us the example of Abraham to follow in this area of faith and patience. Let's go to verse 14. This is the promise 
that God made to Abraham. He swore an oath, and this is what he said, uh, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. Now, we read that, and we think that's wonderful. God gave Abraham that promise, and the next day he's walking in the fullness of it. My friends, it took quite some time for this thing to be walked out into the fullness of what God had promised to Abraham. He had to possess that promise. Now, we know that God is going to uphold his word. God is going to do his part. We also know that our faith in God's word, what he spoke, when we take a hold of that and believe it, we know our faith will produce. But my friends, along with that, while we're along this journey of seeing the manifestations of our faith and seeing God come in on the scene, performing his word with this mighty power, as we take this journey, we must also never be rushed. We must also never be in a haste or nervous. God, God never gets nervous about anything. God's always in a good mood. Uh, heaven doesn't have any bad weather. There's never a cloudy day. There's never a thunderstorm in heaven. Everything's perfect in heaven. So <laughs> everything is just going smooth and just the way it should in heaven. So in our lives, we also need to allow the fruit of the Holy Spirit of patience to be a very strong undergirding of the way that we conduct ourselves, not in a rush, but enjoying the journey towards these beautiful fulfillment of promises that will bring great blessing into our lives and also will bring great glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, God swore an oath to Abraham, so it's definitely going to come to pass. Abraham, he's in faith, and he's also using his patience. But I would like for us to take a little bit of a closer look at exactly what God did say to Abraham, and that can be found in Genesis chapter 22, and we find it in verse 17. But I think it helps set the context good when we also look at verse 16. And remember, this is right after Abraham had obeyed God, and he was ready to sacrifice Isaac, his son. And God suspends that and stops Abraham from making that sacrifice. And in verse 16, we see what the Lord told Abraham. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, and then we roll into verse 17, which is the thrust of the blessing. Now, what I'm about to read to you is the blessing that God spoke to Abraham that surpassed any previous uh, promise or blessing that he had spoken to Abraham. And here it is. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. And I see you tied into Abraham through Christ, also walking in an anointing of multiplication, and also stepping into the place where you are possessing the gate of your enemies. And how about verse 18? This is also what God swore to Abraham. In your seed, all 
the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Praise God. And I believe today all over the world in over 200 nations, even nations that would be, as they would say, uh, controlled by evil regimes, yet there are still believers, followers of Christ in those very nations. Now, they may have to hide in a sense where they don't publicly announce their faith or else they would be instantly killed. But all over the world, in, in every single nation of the earth, we see that uh, that blessing of Abraham has gone forth. And he is the father of faith. He is the one that took God at his word and believed God. And God did what he said. Abraham's faith worked. But my friends, remember, it didn't happen overnight. You can't get into multiplication overnight. Let me say this, that God, he works by principles that he established. And these principles are designed to develop the character of a man or of a woman. And they build your character. These principles build your character. They don't destroy it. They build your character. So when God is leading one of his children into that plan where he's going to get them into that anointing of multiplication, then God takes them through his process of walking in his principles. And with God, there is no overnight success. Now, some Christians would perhaps differ with me on that, but the examples that they would give would be only topical. And if you look beneath the surface, you would see that, yes, there are no overnight uh, successes. Now, somebody would say, but Pastor Stephen, look what God did for Joseph. Joseph was in a prison and the, God brought him out. And the next day he's in the, he's in the palace of Pharaoh and he's ruling over the whole nation. Yes, it happened all overnight. But if we look below the topical event, you'll see that it was a, it was an overnight success story that took 13 years in the making because the whole time that Joseph is in prison, he is, he is learning about God. He is learning about humility. He is learning about structure and order. He is implementing all the things his father had previously taught him and he is governing in a prison and God took him from the prison to the palace and it was an overnight dramatic change, but because he had learned those principles in the prison that took 13 years to be cemented and for the cement to dry within him, then he was placed in that high position and he did not crumble. He did not compromise. He did not uh, have chinks in his armor. He was ready for the moment. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you can think also about David. David, uh, overnight, you could say, was anointed the king of Israel. But when we look into the reality of that, the truth is that uh, he was a king before that, but he was a king over sheep. Woo! Praise the Lord. Out, out in the fields, 
taking care of sheep. Yes, he was the king over sheep before he was ever king over people, God's sheep, the nation of Israel. So there's not a, a quick overnight success. God doesn't take somebody that's making, you know, $400 a month and then, uh, you know, put them in a place where they're making $4 million a month. They're not going to have the, the character structure built into them to be able to make that leap and to be able to make it in a way where they can still be stable, uh, still be rock solid. You have to allow patience to work in you while you're on the way to the place of multiplication. Remember, God always works with principles. And so it didn't happen for Abraham overnight. Now, it eventually did happen where they got into the multiplication and you know, the tribes began to grow and, uh, the, you know, the, the nation began to run into the millions and, and, uh, and, and so forth. And now you have the spiritual seed, which would be the church. And, uh, it's just incredible, uh, what is taking place where it truly did go into multiplication and the promises, the promise that God gave to Abraham has been fulfilled and it still continue, uh, continuing to be, uh, worked out through the multiplication anointing. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 2. You're, you're going to like this, praise the Lord. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Take your pen, take a highlighter, underline and highlight the word added. This is the moving of God's spirit within the church. Now we've already had Acts chapter two, verse four. We've had the 120 that are now uh, born again and filled with the spirit and on fire for God. But along with the 120, we have 3000 more souls that are now added. So we could technically say that the church is at least up to 3,100 and 20. And although we're still only dealing with the elements of addition, how many of you know that's that's pretty good addition? Even if you are a mega church, even if you are a church with over a hundred thousand members, you know, in, in just one meeting to get three thousand brand new souls converted to Christ, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, so their journey. Their journey will take you through the addition first. Now, verse 47 talks about the Christians, that they were praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So now we're not just having one meeting where one of the apostles preaches and you have a a great harvest of souls. But now with all the preaching that's going on, you're having, you're having people get saved every single day. And we see here that the Lord's adding to the church now, not just once weekly, but daily. So the addition, the pace is picking up on the addition of the souls that are being saved. And my friends, we see this this method or these principles work throughout God's word. You're going to get there uh, into the promises using your faith, but you're also going to have to have patience. And that patience involves higher and higher increments of addition. And that's good. Addition's good. Is it super exciting? 
I don't know if it's super exciting compared to what we're going to get into, but I'd say 3,001 days pretty good. Praise the Lord. Any type of addition is good. We thank God for that. Now, let's go over to Acts chapter 4, verse 4. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men, uh, it doesn't mention perhaps children, doesn't mention perhaps the women, but it does mention the men. The number of the men came to be about 5,000. Well, we have another large uh, gathering. People hear the word preached, and so now we have at least uh, we have 120, then we had 3,000. Now we, then you had more adding daily. Now you have another 5,000 pulling the net in with 5,000. So we're uh, 8,120. That doesn't account, account the ones that, that were being added daily. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we're over 9,000 people already. So can you see that the addition is working? It's working. You know, I remember when I recorded one of my early sermons on live stream. And this was back before live stream even became Vimeo. Uh, And the live stream at that time was, uh, it had a different name. Then it went into the name live stream, then new live stream, then got bought out by Vimeo. But I remember, you know, uh, over 10 years ago, uh, going on to live stream and recording my first message. And then, you know, you record a few more and they start to add up. And before you know it, you've got 10, praise God. And then before you know it, you've got, you've got like 20 or something like that. But I think right now we're sitting almost at a thousand. Can you believe that? There's a thousand messages over on the live stream Vimeo platform. One, uh, well, you know what, like 900, maybe 85 or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, we're almost at a thousand. <laughs> That doesn't even include the ones that we had before that. They're they're uh, archived in the ministry's uh, digital library. But, you know, we've got about a 1,000 videos up that anybody could watch 24-7 anytime from anywhere in the world. And that's that's when addition gets rolling. And you get rolling. You get past 10. You get past 100. You, and you, you just it just keeps going and going. Praise the Lord. Did it happen overnight? No. But with faith and what? Patience we have now continued to move forward and have created quite a large virtual online library. Praise God. And the Lord Jesus is creating quite a large church. Woo, they're in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. It's not done yet. Now, Acts chapter 5, and let's go to verse 14. And believers were... It's too good. I've got to read verse 13 first. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them. Oh, well, Pastor Stephen, if we preach the full gospel with miracles and signs and wonders, that might scare away certain people like verse 13. Yet none of the rest dared join them. And that if that happens, then we're just going to have little bitty old tiny churches. No, they're, they're about to go into the explosion of growth. Don't ever compromise the message, praise God. Give the pure, uncompromised, undiluted word of God to people. Tell people what God's word says, and don't apologize for it. Tell it, now speak the truth in love. But when you do that, you'll find out that people want, uh, they want the truth, they want genuineness, and when they hear it, the multitudes will go after it. Verse 14, and believers were increasingly 
added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Okay, so we're still in the adding. The Lord is still adding, but now we're adding multitudes. We are adding multitudes. Woo! Praise the Lord. You know, it wasn't that long ago. You could go back to the early 1990s. Think about it, early 1990s, and it was very, very rare to see what we would call a megachurch that had over 10,000 members. Uh, but today, I mean, they're in every, every large city. Not, o- not only over 10,000, you have churches over 30,000. Uh, you have churches in uh, Africa over uh, 100,000. Uh, there was one pastor alone that his church seats 100,000 people. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. There's another church that has 400,000 members, although their sanctuary is not as large. And of course, then you have uh, the tremendous uh, growth that took place in South Korea. And, you know, the church with Dr. Cho's church alone has 800,000 members. So you see the adding and you see the multitudes coming in. So when you're at that point of addition, where addition starts to add multitudes, now you're about to shift into a new level. And I sense that some of you are right on that edge. You're adding, 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 but you're about to make a shift where that anointing of multiplication for the first time is going to begin to touch your life. Praise the Lord. So let's continue. Acts chapter six, verse one. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, here we are. We have now surpassed addition. We can no longer truly say we're adding. It's gone beyond that now. We're now in the, in the phase of multiplying. Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. So we see that they are in the anointing of multiplication. Acts chapter 6 verse 7. Then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. You know, sometimes when you read through the Bible, you could if you didn't know, you could visualize things as being small, like the meetings that Jesus had. Oh, maybe there were 200 people there, Pastor Stephen. Uh, no, add another zero onto that. We're talking crowds, uh, maybe 20,000 at times, maybe 30,000 people. When you read about uh, the church in Ephesus, the church at Antioch, and some of these churches that Paul started and ministered at, uh, some of these churches had over 100,000 members We know that from church history. Praise the Lord. So here we see that the number of the disciples multiplied, not just multiplied, multiplied greatly. Mm -mm. Yes. Yes, addition is nice. It sure beats nothing going on. And and it certainly beats uh, loss or or going into the negative. So any type of addition it's good. But addition can take a long time to get to where you would actually like to arrive at. So God understands that. That's why he has a higher level of an anointing. And I really 
want to share this message because I feel in my heart that some of you, you're real close to touching the multiplication anointing. Pastor Stephen, what do I need to do? You need to continue to hold to the promises of God, exercise your faith, believe that word, and stay patient. Because as you stay patient and you stay on task, you keep at it, then that anointing for multiplication will eventually come around. And you need to stick around. Yes, not only for the increase through addition, but you need to be there. You need to be there when the anointing for multiplication begins to take place. Oh, praise God. Praise God. You know, Prophet Kenneth Copeland talked about the time when his ministry was much younger, many years back, that he he said he was running uh, annual ministry budget was $300,000. And so I, I know what that's like. We, we've been there before. We bypassed that, but I, I can understand that. But he talked about the time that their ministry budget was $300,000 annual, but they just stayed with it. They stayed with it. He and Gloria. And, you know, they, they could have had another year, just a little bit of increase. And they stayed with it. They stayed with it. But then suddenly, after just the addition and being faithful and a, a little more addition and being faithful and some more addition and being faithful, he said they went from $300,000 a year ministry budget to $300,000 suddenly shifted and $300,000 a month budget. And so the Lord gave them a great increase. And then the Lord really dialed it up. And then, and then that multiplication anointing came to $3 million a month. Woo. Praise the Lord. And of course they've, they've gone way past that as well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're talking about looking at those who set examples and you can emulate, you can follow those godly examples of those who possess the promises through faith and patience. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's what the writer of Hebrews was saying with Abraham. In essence, it didn't happen overnight. The promise was given. The oath was sworn. But still, you're going to have to use your faith. That's no problem for Abraham. He's really good at that. But you're also going to have to use patience. And you put those together, put those two things together, and uh, you're going to arrive in that uh, fullness of that promise. You'll see it. You'll see it. Praise God. So be aware of that crossover point. You're pushing to that next level and you're going to cross into that next level. Some of you, because the word is working so strong in your life, you're already in that place of addition and you're thankful for that. You're praising God for that. And things are solid. Things are going good. Things are going well. But I'm, I'm telling you that God's got more and it's that it's that anointing for multiplication, and you're getting close to it. Stay faithful. Mm, 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 mm. Now, I think it's also important to realize that the Lord Jesus, he took the first century church from a place of adding disciples, adding disciples to multiplying greatly disciples, and then he went from individuals, and then he went from adding churches, 
add a church here, build a church there, start a church there, start some churches in Turkey, start some churches over here, Asia Minor, as they would say. And then it went into the multiplying of churches. So now we have multiplying disciples. And now with the persecution that swept into Jerusalem and pushed many of the Christians into other places where they fled for safety so they they could continue to live, then you step into this area where now churches are being multiplied. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. And today there are several billion Christians on the earth today. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go back to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 14. Again, we have that promise. God said, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying. I will multiply you. So the multiplication will come. It will take time. And you go through that phase. You go through the addition, boom, 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 boom. And then you hit the multiplication and things really start moving when you're in the multiplication anointing. What is that for? To reach the fullness of what God promised that he would do in your life. Verse 15, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Is he not just a great example for us to imitate and follow? Again, it says that after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Well, the Olympics will be rolling around before too long. And you'll have two events in track and field. One will be over in less than 10 seconds, the the men's 100-meter dash. And another one will take probably right around a low two hours. That would be the marathon. My friends, one is a sprint. One is more of a, it's fast, but it's still, it's going to take, it's going to take some time. And that's the way the journey is with the Lord. Yes, the easy things you could pick off real quick, but the real rich, sweet promises of God, just dial in with the Lord and say, Lord, I'm locked in. And if it takes me praising you and worshiping you for the rest of my life to see this come to pass, I'm not looking at a clock. I'm not saying how much longer will this take? Lord, I'm in all the way. And when you're, when you're committed like that, I, I'm just telling you, and, and you really pour your heart into it. And God, and now this whole thing also is, is teaching you patience. It's building character. It's building a working knowledge of faith. Uh, I'm telling you, there comes a day. There comes a day when God comes on the scene. And I can't, I can't tell you when it will be. I can't say if it's going to be nine months 14 months or two years. But all I know is that if you are locked in and you never quit, never give up, your faith is always on it. And you're also staying patient. You're not trying to rush it. You're just, you're, you're on it, but you're not, you're just going with that flow. I'm telling you, there will come that moment. God, like a wind can just blow in and suddenly it's almost like it's surreal. It's happening. It's happening. God touches somebody's heart or something happens or the miracle happens. And the next thing you know, wow, there it is. Praise the Lord. And when you get it that way, you will know a lot about the Lord. See, Abraham was a friend of God. You cannot please God without faith. 
And Abraham is considered to be like a spiritual father of faith. And so because he understood faith, he and God had a lot in common. And so they became really good friends because Abraham believed what God was saying. He believed he had faith in what God said. And so that produces a friendship between you and God. And it creates a really good working relationship because it's like learning to ride a bicycle. Once you've learned how to ride it, hey, you're like, hey, this works. I know how to do this. I can use it again. Wow. Praise the Lord. And then you know how to teach it and disciple others into it, into the walk of faith, into the the Christian walk and life. Woo. I tell you what, it's quite, it's quite exciting, especially when it's uh, really rolling with the multiplication anointing. My friends, don't quit. You must not quit. You must stick around until that uh, multiplication starts popping, and uh, it's going to be worth the wait. So stay patient and have a good heart, have a good attitude, and you will be smiling one day very, very soon, sooner than you think. So while we wear watches and uh, while we look at our phones and see what time it is, there's a part of that we have to know that so we don't miss flights and so we show up on time at places. But with God, forget the clock and just say, Lord, I'm locked in. I'm praising you, worshiping you. Lord, you've got this. I believe it. And uh, I'm not ever, I'm patient. I'm never coming off this. I'll do this for the rest of my life if I have to. And you will surely, you will surely see that what worked for Abraham, those principles work for you as well. Praise God. Father, bless your people. Thank you. Let them fly on the wings of faith and patience, possessing fully what you have promised them and their inheritance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're watching today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, well, then my friends, Jesus has made provision. He has made a way for you to get your life right with God. All you have to do is call upon him to save you, and he will come right now. He will answer that prayer right now, and he'll wash your sins away. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, pray this right now. Pray it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away. I give my life to you now. Thank you that you died on the cross and rose on the third day to secure my salvation. Jesus, I put all of my trust and faith in you. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. And. Amen. My friends, let's take Holy Communion together. I'd like to invite you to grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice, and let's pray over it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it. We bless it. We set it apart as holy through this prayer, and we thank you that this is now the the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Praise you, O God. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we thank you for the faith of Christ. We thank you for his patience. And we thank you, Father, he fulfilled everything that you had called him to do. 
And we thank you, Father, that what Jesus has made available for us, we possess it by faith and patience. And so, Father, as we receive his body, we thank you, O God, for strength to continue on and to step into, by your grace and by your timing, the multiplication anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive together. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We ask, Father, that if we have committed any sins, that you would wash all of our sins away and cleanse us from all unrighteousness through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We completely forgive anyone, anybody who has sinned against us. We forgive them. We bless them in Jesus' name. And we pray, Father, that you would lead us away from temptation and that you would deliver us from the evil one. Father, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for the precious blood of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's partake together. Glory to God. Glory to God. I see you getting there. I see you reaching your destination just like Abraham did. And God's going to help you just as God multiplied, multiplied Abraham's seed. God's going to multiply the anointing upon your life to take you to the fulfillment, the completion of what he has promised you. Get ready. Things are about to get very exciting. God bless you. I'll see you back next time.